Welcome to Talk In The Walk, our very first episode of a podcast with uh, myself, Paul Patterson, and co-host, Tom Scallon. Hello, how are you doing? So uh, I think what we first need to do, number one, our, our episode name today is Head and Shoulders, and we'll talk more about that as we get going, but I um, just want to welcome anybody that's listening to, uh, to our first ever podcast and, and basically give you a little background of how we got here. And what it boils down to is uh, I was taking a, a trip to Indianapolis in the first part of February, and I ran into a gentleman who, Mike Hughes, who happened to be from Cascade, Iowa. Cascade, Iowa is also the hometown of one of my good college friends, Jake Boyle. Uh, found out that they grew up together, um, and he got me turned on to his, uh, his off-duties AD um, podcast. And so I started listening to that, and basically what it was was a, a platform for um, athletic directors to talk about things that, that uh, other athletic directors would need to know and, and maybe some topics there. And so started thinking about ways in which we could um, put something like that together for high school coaches, maybe a little bit of high school teaching, but, but more so high school coaches and then celebrate some of the things that are going on in the state of Iowa. Uh, and then from there, uh, as, as started to get a little bit closer and, and momentum started to go, uh, talk to Lee Nelson, who's got his own podcast, which is the Two Putt Podcast, um, and he, he was instrumental in, in helping me with some of the finite details, but ultimately, um, that's kind of how things got started, and of course, I always think that I have uh, a lot to say, so, and I think people should listen to me, so that, that's really how uh, we, got, we got rolling with this, and then I, I begged um, Scallon to join me. Well, the... Uh... The first one here already starts off with some technical issues because the end broke up. But I think uh, I think you said you always have a lot to say, which I totally agree with. Um, I think you do always have a lot to say. Uh, unfortunately, my my children, I have a lot to say. But uh, my biggest concern with doing the podcast was that I really I really um, worried that I don't want people to think. I know what I'm talking about. So we'll get through that somehow. <laughs> so <clears throat> what are we? I mean, as far as a podcast, I think what we're going to be uh, and, and what the intent is, is the, the, the idea that we can give high school coaches something to uh, something to talk about. Here's some different perspectives on things uh, and talk about some of the different things that are going on in the state of Iowa from a high school athletic standpoint, along with uh, celebrating some of the uh, some of the history that Norwalk has uh, along with the state of Iowa. And then the why is, is I, I, I think um, high school sports in the state of Iowa, especially the Metro are, are um, under celebrated. And I think that they're under um, covered. So I think this is another opportunity for us to, uh, to do some of those things. So that really is the, the what and the why. Um, our layout is gonna be, you know, we're, we're gonna talk. We've got, a, we've got a subject, we'll get to that here in just a second. We're gonna talk some history. Um, we're going to talk maybe some things that uh, are going on in our world, whether that be music, books, podcasts, um, and then we're going to talk about some positive things. And we've got a couple of young ladies that uh, are here in the Norwalk area that are doing some good things. So um, that really is it. Uh, and, and then we'll get into our subject here unless you've got something to add to it. Oh, that sounds good. Let's get, let's get into it and get to talking. Okay, so the reason why episode one is called Head and Shoulders, if you're old enough, you remember 
that the head and shoulders commercials back in the day were, uh, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So our topic today is gonna be first impressions. And, and obviously, part of the reason why we did that was because we're, we've got a first impression with our podcast. Are, are you impressed enough to uh, come back and listen to episode two when we get to it? Um, so for me, <clears throat> I think that the first question is, for the both of us, seeing how we work in the same place, um, what is your first impression or what was your first impression of Norwalk back when you started? And you got to give the year. Maybe even a little background as to uh, who and what you are. Maybe that would help us too, as far as our Oh, well, um, so background um, from, from Des Moines, lived all my life there, attended Des Moines Hoover, graduated from Hoover in uh, 1989. Yep, do the math, everybody. Uh, then graduated, uh, well, played several sports there, but ended up focusing on football and soccer. Um, got recruited a little bit for soccer and several teams for football. Um, came down to Simpson or Grinnell and decided on Simpson uh, where Coach Williams was and spent four years playing down at Simpson College. And um, he was pretty integral in getting me to Norwalk because uh, there was a halftime social studies position and a um, football position open under Coach Miner. And uh, coach, coach gave Coach Miner a call. And I, and I passed Mr. Lammers and Mr. Hart's test, um, even though I, well, I wasn't wearing my earring. So that's why, I, that's why Mr. Lammers said he'd hire me. And uh, been here ever since. No place else will take me. Um, so first impressions. Uh, at that time, you know, Highway 5 wasn't there. And Army Post, uh, old Army Post was, you know, running east and west, and you had to come in Highway 63 or, or excuse me, 63rd or Highway 28. Um, so we lived in the middle of Des Moines, my, my wife and I, and I would drive Grand Avenue down there about 18 minutes, and that was my drive for a long time until all this happened. So it was a lot smaller. Classes were only 100 kids or so. Um, and what was funny is when you started talking to me about first impression of Norwalk, I, I was so happy to have a job that I thought it was the greatest place ever. Uh, the, the day before my job interview, I was up on a roof and a lightning storm was coming and it was starting to rain and we had to get the roof covered. And I just thought, I love the man I worked for, uh, Bill Mattis, Mattis Construction. Love him to death, but I don't know, that, that didn't seem like it was my future. So I was like, I'm getting that job tomorrow. So I was ecstatic about getting the job. Mm -hmm. I just remember it being much smaller. Um, I've seen almost all the additions in the high school and everything like that. And I just really grow from just that front end of the building because they were just doing the office addition when I got hired, uh, where the main office is now and the computer labs. That was just added. So I saw that one and I saw the new science wing and of course, auditorium, stadium, Eastview, all that. So first impression was, thank, thank goodness you hired me because I don't know what I'd be doing. If you didn't. The, uh, for me, I think the interesting thing is how, how similar we are as far as our first impression goes, because as a, as a physical education major from Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, 
uh, I could not find a job. I long-term subbed in, in Des Moines in the spring of 1997 and then uh, interviewed. Des Moines Hoover. Correct, Des Moines Hoover, ROTC. Um, and a couple of places uh, interviewed for a, a physical education job, could not get a job. And then Norwalk in the, in the, you know, the old school paper, the Sunday edition, had uh, that they had a study hall supervisor position open. So I applied and I interviewed with uh, Tom Fish who was the principal at the time. And um, he ended up hiring me and, you know, had to go through DeWitt Jones and, and Terry McClellan, all of the, the, uh, the rigmarole of, of old school. And now it, it continues, but the, the uh, interview process that Norwalk had, and I got the job. And at that point in time, I could care less um, what, what, where I was or what I was doing because I just needed a job um, at that point in time. And so first impression for me, uh, really was not all that important because they were somebody that liked me. It was like, you know, back in the day when you're trying to get a date, you're just, as long as somebody, it's not like nowadays, but you know, with Tinder and, and all those other things that you can get on. Um, for us, if, if somebody paid attention to you, you were pretty excited. And that is exactly how I felt going in. So yeah, I, I would, I would say that it, uh, there was a little bit of change that was coming in the next few years, but I got a, uh, I cut my teeth teaching and coaching under some great people, you know, Michelle Richardson and Al Hart, and, and uh, I might put Lammers in there, but I don't want to give him too much credit. Um, He's never going to listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, he wouldn't know how to click the button to get it started. Right, right. Uh, but I also got a coach with uh, Coach Miner and uh, Coach McFarland and Lonnie Henders and Marshall. Anderlin. And so there's a lot of people that have been here a long, long time that had um, some, some success or a lot of success. And so it was, you know, that was always uh, a good thing for me to have a lot of good mentors. So if, if we are talking, how important is a first impression? You know, you, you keep hearing about, uh, especially nowadays, how, how young people are supposed to dress and how you're supposed to look when you go in for an interview and all that. And, and now you've got the two of us saying that, you know, from our end to where we're going, the first impression wasn't necessarily that important because we were just, we were hoping and looking for a job. How truly important is a first impression? So, so the question was how truly our first impression or how truly important first impressions are, correct? Um, I, uh, well, I think they're important. I mean, so when I come to first impressions, uh, I know I've blown a lot of them. Um, yeah, sometimes that could be because of my mouth, could be because of other things, but, uh, I also think they are important. Um, and mainly it's so people can really see the, who you are, the true you. Uh, sometimes people get predisposed, uh, positions or biases towards others. Um, but if your first impression, if you, if your first thing you do is, uh, come across rude or inconsiderate, a lot of people are going to be, I'm just not going to spend time with that person. And they may not give you a second shot, even though, uh, it's not who you truly are. So I think some of it is relative to where you are in life though. You know, when you're out of college and you just want a job, you're just, like you said, somebody likes me. Thank goodness. Um, 
as you get into your profession, um, I certainly think they're important. Now, as I've gotten, I've been an advocate for a long time now, uh, I also think I'm less concerned with if I go to administrative meetings um, like uh, legal labs and things that I go to. Um, a lot of people are still there in shirt and tie and slacks, and I'm okay to wear jeans and stuff like that because that's who I am. So I'm much more comfortable in my skin now, um, and uh, I let my actions try to speak louder than how they may view me if that's the first time. So I, so I don't know if that totally makes sense, but I certainly think it's about where you are in life. You know, um, if you're if you're really confident in where you're at um, and what you're doing. I think that that will also show up in that first impression. I think the uh, the other interesting thing is the older you get, the the more your uh, reputation almost precedes you, and therefore your first impression isn't necessarily a physical one. It is a uh, image that somebody has of you because of what they've heard about you, especially in yeah, the coaching I, world. I, I think definitely in coaching. I mean, I uh, there's some people that I sit there and think, man, they're they're great coaches. And then they talk to you and they think what you're doing is pretty cool. And then you're kind of like, huh. I mean, I'll always remember um, when we were at Ballard and um, they end up scoring, I think, in the fourth quarter, drive the, drive the field game that you and I both felt we should have won, but it didn't work out that way. Um, and then they, they dumped a cooler over uh, Coach Christian's head, who both you and I respect. and. Um, you know, wasn't a, wasn't a first impression, but it's it's the reason why we respect him. He came over to you right away and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Um, you know, we were just real excited to beat a quality program. And first time we beat a quality program in several years for homecoming. Yes, first time we beat a quality program in several years for homecoming. And uh, you told me that we kind of looked at each other, and then I think we had our Sunday night meeting where uh, you kind of got after the coaches about we have to have the right perception of who we are, you know, that we've, we're, we're no longer one and eight, oh, and nine, that we've started to make movement in football and, uh, and people notice. Right. And, and I think that's why for me, um, first impressions are, are an interesting little conundrum when it comes to the way of the world, because you, you have, as you have said, where you're at in your, in your career really makes a difference. You know, are you trying to impress somebody when you walk through the door because it's your first job you're right out of college and you need it or are you are you pretty comfortable where you're at you know because you've been 15 years in one spot and you're and you're kind of testing the waters and so you're really confident with who you are and whether you get that job or not doesn't matter um i think that's important now here is the here's the twist to this question so we now are both in a position <clears throat> where we've been at norwalk for a long time i finished my 23rd year and you are finishing your 27th. 27th year. And at this point in time, we don't necessarily have to worry about our first impression going to someplace else, but we do have to be concerned with our first impression of people coming to us. So how do you evaluate um, your first impression? Like how do you evaluate what it is that people are walking into when it comes to whether it be your office, whether it be a teaching position, or in our case, together, um, the, uh, the, the program that we're in together, the football program. Well, I think 
one thing we've got to make clear that just because um, we're at a different spot in our lives as far as you're served, uh, being confident with yourself doesn't mean arrogance, doesn't mean that we can't grow. That's a good point. And I think you and I both believe both believe in that because of different things we read or other podcasts that we follow. And we talk about those things when we're not talking school or football or making fun of each other. Um, when So that being said, when someone comes um, to Norwalk, uh, I want to uh, extend every courtesy to them. You know, I, I, we've had different groups come here um, throughout the years and I want to make sure that, that they know that this is a welcoming place. Um, we're going to treat them with respect and we're going to treat whoever it is that's coming with respect. Um, so that's, that's my biggest thing. If we have a group that's coming to look at our academic, you know, our at-risk plan, like we've had different types or our special education services or trying to figure out how we do uh, scheduling because, you know, Ms. Franham, Marla's a master at scheduling. Um, you want to try to extend them every courtesy and, and let them know that this is a, a great place. So it's, it's kind of, um, upholding what, uh, well, upholding the honor of Norwalk. I want to make sure that this is a place that people uh, would want to come to if they did want a job. And if they are looking for a job, you know, it tells you even more that this is someone that could be part of your community for a long time. So at the end of the day, I'm hearing you say that it isn't so much about evaluating um, what would be deemed as the, a, a person's first impression it is making sure that you are doing the right thing um, when, when it comes to what image you want to have people walk away from Norwalk with. Yeah, it, in all the interviews, even the virtual interviews we did, I think we try to put across why we feel this is a great place. And you know, my times here, I did interview um, one other spot in my whole time here. Uh, outside of that, I've always been a Norwalk warrior. Um, that was only one flirtation for a moment and I didn't get the job anyway. So, um, I just want everybody to know that this is a great place. And if you treat people well and they see that, then they want to, then they want to be here. Um, I also think that if you are genuine and, um, you talk to people, you get to learn more about them when you do, if it is a job interview, um, or if it's someone visiting, you get to learn a little bit more of how they tick. Uh, so I guess that's that's how I feel about people coming to Norwalk and how we should treat them. And it it's not so much that we make a great first impression, but it, it's that that's who we actually are. I think the uh, the the key word there is genuine. And and as we go through uh, the, the the many episodes that I think we're going to have of our podcast, genuine is going to be something that we um, talk about quite a bit. So uh, this. You talking about um, interviewing at another job um, got me thinking, when was the last time you looked at uh, the classifieds, whether that be physically in a, in a paper or online, at another job that was open? Oh, well, I, I often look, not always for myself, just to kind of see what the trends are. Uh, I would say... Two years ago, I was actually looking around at other possible positions. Do I want to stay as a associate principal, advocate, dean, or do I want to look at being an AD? There was a little time that I was thinking about trying to uh, um, maybe go back to Hoover and 
try to help up my dogs win some games, but they've now hired a pretty good coach, so that's good. Which would not have been really. really ironic. It's not good for us. No, well, that would have been really ironic to uh, to apply for, get, and then be dropped to 3A to play <laughs> Laurel. That would have been crazy. Week nine. But, so I, I would say the last time that I actually did it with the thought of possibly leaving would be two years ago. Okay. Um, I can honestly say that I stopped looking at the classifieds like around 2000 or so. And for no other, not actually to leave, but just to, it was something that gave, I had something to do on a Sunday. Um, because I also looked at miscellaneous stuff, you know, where they sell guns for guns and things like that. So I would look at that. And then the, the only other time that I even thought about it was when Dale pissed me off when he moved my room to one time. Um, <laughs> and I, I look then, but that wasn't serious. That was just me throwing a temper tantrum. That's all that was. Well, but nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody necessarily knows both of our personalities. Well, whoever's listening, if anybody ever listens, uh, but you. Cole you Hopkins know, is listening. Cole Hopkins, yes. Great Cole Hopkins. But you are kind of a creature of habit. Like you, you build your little home and you like to stay there. Very true. That's why this whole quarantine thing, outside of my weight gain and my, my hair growth, I am, I'm pretty comfortable. I, I kind of uh, think that you talked about artwork for the podcast. I'm thinking a picture of your hair would be tremendous. <laughs> yeah, that is the, so whenever I do, so we're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here and I apologize, but it, sometimes, most of the time right now, when I, when I video chat with somebody, whether that be, um, in a group or FaceTime or whatever, that is the first thing that they notice outside of my beard is my hair. They're like, holy cow, what is going on? Well, it's, it's closed. And I still don't know if I'm going to be able to go get a, uh, a haircut because my barber, Kevin, is so old that uh, I don't know if he'll put himself in, in, you know, at risk to, uh, to cut people's hair right now. I don't know if he'll take a little bit more time or not. Anyway, so as we transition outside of the uh, um, the first impression, which was our topic for this episode, mm -hmm. I want to talk history. Um, and for me, I'm going to stay in the same lines with first impressions. And as we talked earlier this week about, for me anyway, you know, coming in, in the fall of 1997, um, Carrie Amsbaugh had won two state singles tennis titles. Um, I think what she win, freshman and junior? Or, yeah. or sophomore, junior? And so then in the spring of 1998, she won her third um, individual state tennis title. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about Randy Brown. He was a two-time singles um, tennis champion for the state of Iowa and a runner-up one other year. So for me, that, that was a, a big piece of me walking into Norwalk and, and understanding just how good some of the uh, um, athletics were at that point in time. She was a, she was a stud. Yeah, I think uh, prior to that, uh, the football team had had a good three-year run. Um, and from that 90 to 93 range, or maybe 90, 91, 92, and 92 being one of their best years ever. 89 was a good year too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's Chad Street back in the day who came to Simpson too. But, um, yeah, Carrie was an impressive player, and uh, Dad was coach, and you know he had had a lot of success with different tennis players over the years. 
uh, both tennis and golf having some success at that time. I and think. and her dad, John Amsbaugh, was a, uh, a Norwalk grad and came back and was a uh, physical education teacher at the middle school. Right. So was Carrie the first, one of the first five inducted into the Hall of Fame or yes, she I the think next? She was. No, I think she was in that first class. Because she's the first picture, but I guess I never looked to see if he does that alphabetical order or if he just keeps adding five on. I think he just adds five on. So I, I think she was a part of that first class, and, and rightfully so. You know, and then here recently we had uh, A.J. Clark-Welt and uh, Drew Hall won um, state doubles tennis championship. Um, that would have been a year ago. And, and ironic enough, A.J.'s mom was the uh, head tennis coach. Corey was the uh, um, tennis coach at the time. Yeah. So the Randy Brown thing, that's what I find odd. And I'm not – I know you sit on the committee. And no, I don't. Criteria. Oh, you don't? I thought no. you did. Nope. So there's criteria, and I think one of the criteria criterion is someone's got to uh, vouch for Randy Brown to be into the Hall of Fame. Because I got to get nominated. You know how you know how I get with equity things, and you know that doesn't seem right. So you look at Carrie, and she deservedly should be in the Hall, but Randy Brown was first place, first place, second place. Kind of feels like he should be in there. So I don't um, We're going to have to talk to the tennis coach. So if I'm hearing you correctly, I think you are making a plea to any one of our listeners to nominate Randy Brown, um, a, a tennis singles champion for the, for the town of Norwalk and the state of Iowa to, uh, to be inducted into the Norwalk Athletic Hall of Fame. Well, he's two-time and then one second. So, yeah, and I don't know Randy Brown. And I don't know if relatives are around here or uh, some sort of relation goes to school at Norwalk. I have no idea. All I know is that his picture sits over there, and it's a pretty impressive resume. Hopefully we can get him nominated now, now that we've, we've put it out there. you know, it, Basically, we're leaving it up to either one of us or Cole Hopkins is, is, the, uh, is what we're doing, because he'll be the only one that listens. Well, who does boys tennis now? Um, boys tennis is Russell Place. Yeah, so we just need to send a letter to Russell. Yeah, get him nominated. Okay, so as I went through and started looking at some of the different tennis things, it looks like um, Iowa City West and Des Moines Roosevelt dominate uh, overall, the boys' side of, of tennis. I didn't get to the girls' side. I missed that this week. But um, So we're going to transition off the history part, and now here's the uh, – we're going to celebrate some positive things, and this is all you because you have firsthand um, experience with this based on the fact that your youngest um, has watched them, right? The Randall girls. Maybe. Wait. I didn't hear you. The Randall girls. Oh, yes, the Randall girls. We okay. talked about I thought that. We were, yes, I thought we were talking uh, sports um, things that were going on. But good things going on in North. I'm with you now. Yes, uh, Callan and Marin Randall. Uh, Hugh, are my youngest, nine suddenly thinks he wants to be a chef. And it's basically because those two young ladies, um, I think Bill Anderson talked to their mom or them. I don't know the sequence of events there, but they were trying to do some different things on YouTube to just connect with kids. And those two started a, a cooking show where they've done brownies and focaccia bread and, um, 
pretzels, I think. Although they didn't do the pretzel. I think somebody else did the pretzel. Anyway, they're doing a cooking show and Hugh absolutely loved it. He, uh, he and my wife um, got to spend some good time cooking. And now he wants to help me with the pancakes and he wants to make his own popcorn. And, and so um, just a, just a quick side note for our listeners that uh, he can, he, anybody in the family can, can be willing to help you with any of those things, except grilling is off the table. That is solely uh, a, a, an individual event in your house. Yes, uh, I have been asked to show everybody else how to grill. Um, one, I don't want them to figure out that it's that easy and it shouldn't take me as long as it does. Um, two, it's my domain and I have a little whiteboard where I do a little cooking and I do a little drawing of things that I think about for football. So, so yes, Hugh doesn't get help with that, but he does get to run the plates back and forth. He's He's the front of the house guy. Okay. Well, you got anything in closing? You got anything to finish things up? No, I think one of the things is that uh, when Cole and um, all the other people he says, listen, when, when and if they actually do, they should uh, hit us up on Twitter if they have some topics that they'd like to talk about. I, I think some people are anticipating you and I getting into one of our royal battle royale discussions which may come sooner or later but um yeah people have different things or questions for us send them in well i i I appreciate your willingness sort of to uh um, help and uh and join us and then basically um anybody that's listening you know we appreciate it and and obviously we are in the the infancy stage of of what we're doing here with our podcast so we don't have a Facebook. We don't have a Twitter set up. Um, we don't have any artwork. Um, basically, what we've got is our product, and, and we'll try to get that out, and, and hopefully people can start listening, and, and we'll start to grow here a little bit. But um, until next time, we appreciate your willingness to, uh, to listen to us ramble on about first impressions. And uh, this is uh, Talk in the Walk with uh, myself, Paul Patterson, and Tom Scallon. Love it. Thanks.